Hello and welcome back to our podcast, Life Gives You Lemons. Today we're going to be talking about individuality. We're your hosts, Jake, Lucas, Ella, and Magda. In this episode, Individuality Hotline, we will be discussing the topic of why and how should we preserve our individuality in a society that isn't accepting of our aspirations in life? This may be a topic that hits home for a lot of our listeners, so stick all the way through for the details of preserving our individuality. In this podcast, we talk about the deep themes that relate to life to help our audience live stress-free of society's expectations, and individuality is our next main subject. We read some books, articles, and videos that relate to preserving our individuality, and I think that is an important topic to talk about, because individuality is what makes you, you, and living in a society that may not be too accepting to our goals and what makes us unique can be detriment to our lifestyle. Why do you guys think we should preserve our individuality in such a cruel and unaccepting world? I think preserving our individuality is a way that we cannot be stuck in a bubble of trying to be someone we're not. It's a form of self-expression, and without our individuality, we'll be living our lives for someone else. So our lives belong to us. Therefore, we should be able to live it in our unique way without having to feel like we need to change it for the sake of society. Individuality in a person is the sum of qualities or characteristics that differ you from a society or group, like um, our uniqueness or originality. But sometimes it can be difficult to preserve our individuality. This is our topic. The problem is not being able to preserve our individuality. Us humans not being able to express ourselves can be caused by allowing society to dictate our lives. This is important because we are constantly trying to fit in with society, and this prevents us from achieving our goals, reaching happiness, and being our own individual. So what were you guys' books? My books were Fight Club by Chuck Palahniuk and 1984 by George Orwell. In Fight Club, we are introduced to the narrator's story unfulfilled and unsatisfied with his boring life. The narrator in Fight Club seeks his individuality by choosing to depart with his unsatisfying, mundane office lifestyle through unleashing violence in the Fight Club with his friend Tyler Dernan. The fighting allows him to feel alive as an individual. And then, eventually, more fight clubs are founded across the country, but then the groups turn from fighting into anti-capitalist terrorist organizations. Towards the climax of the story, the narrator must seek his individuality one more time by breaking free of the terroristic fight club groups in an attempt to stop Tyler Durden from inflicting damage on society. 1984 by George Orwell revolves around an oppressive dystopian government who controls thoughts, opinions, and freedoms of the people. Our protagonist, Winston Smith, is frustrated by the oppression, and he pursues his discovery, his individuality, to break away and rebel from the government. Throughout the story, Winston plots to fight against the government and dabbles in a love affair and relationship with a woman named Julia, which is outlawed. Eventually, He's taken captive by the thought police, which are the government's police officers of thought. While taken captive, he goes through torture and attempted brainwashing. And then eventually, 
The government breaks through to Winston by torturing him with his biggest fear. Rats. Winston chooses to give up his love interest, Julia, to escape this rap torture. This is what the government wanted all along from Winston. And at the end of the story, Winston feels nothing for Julia. And he has fully accepted the government in his life. And Winston is just another pawn in society. The book ends on a sad note and shows how not every story ends in a happy ending. It shows us complete opposite to our essential question. An attempt to preserve an individuality in society, which ends in failure. My books were The Penelope by Margaret Atwood and Hidden Figures by Margot Lee Shannery. The main character in my book, The Penelope, Penelope is living in an ancient Greek society in which women have a very restricted lifestyle. It is believed in the society that women cannot have a voice because they are born to serve men. Throughout the book, Penelope and her maid show how depressing their lives can be and how individuality is non-existent for them due to the stigma of gender roles and class. The society has this belief that women are worthless and are only here to serve men. So because of this false belief of women, they are looked down upon and emotionally and physically abused by the society. The women of the society are manipulated at a young age to find truth in this false belief, which causes them to grow up to be silenced of their individuality, freedom, and rights. Because of this, the main character Penelope does not speak on the 12 maids' behalf when they are treated wrongfully. Because since Penelope is a woman like them, her trying to help lower class women or poor women won't do her or them no good and might even cause their death. The women of, in this society do not speak up when they are abused or witness another woman being abused, and this stems from lack of individuality that they are forced to carry. Women have no right to express their thoughts, no right to speak up, and no right to share viewpoints, and no right to be themselves, all because of this belief that the male-dominated society hold upon women. In my other book, Hidden Figures, there are four main characters. These four women show through struggle and sacrifice how they launch America's first rocket ship into orbit. The women are living in a similar society um, as in the Penelope, except it is less restrictive. The main characters live in a society where African Americans and women, specifically African American women, aren't respected and aren't given the same opportunities to live an equal life as the white folks. Due to the racism and discrimination of the African American community, it diminishes their creativity, confidence, and prevents them from reaching their full potential. However, the four main characters are women who break these barriers and stereotypes, proving to the African American community that anything can be done as long as we stay true to ourselves. In other words, preserving our individuality. And they are also proving to the European Americans in power that African American women are just as capable and worthy as them to finish an important task of sending our nation into space. These four black women are representations of bravery to reach a goal. This, this book proves to the reader that we can preserve our individuality and be ourselves no matter what stigmas and barriers society places on us. 
The problem that both of my books contain is not preserving individuality and the hardships that come with attempting to preserve individuality, which may be caused by fear of failure, fear of judgment, or a sense of worthlessness, etc. However, both of my books approach this topic very differently. Hidden Figures approaches individuality in a very uplifting and motivational way, which is very inspiring. The Penelope has a more serious and cloudy way of approaching individuality. The purpose of this is to show the effects of not preserving individuality to further communicate why it's so important. I read this article called People of Color Face Significant Barriers to Mental Health Services, which talks about some of the things that could cause mental health disorders like racism, discrimination, oppression, ignorance, etc. This article provides many statistics, graphs, and charts that prove these statements to be true. These effects of racism, discrimination, and ignorance on one's mental health that this article explains relates to the book Penelope, because in Penelope, the women face years and years of degradation, which causes them to have lack of confidence, expectation of terrible treatment, lack of self-reliance, and not being able to be their own individual. In Penelope's society, these causes of mental health disorders have been um, have become the norm and how to treat someone, especially women. Uh, those that experience um, these issues tend to not be as brave to express them due to constant judgment that the society places on them, which causes Penelope, her maids, and all of the women of that society to bottle up their voices and emotions. This article by Christine Rogers just further proves that um, a society, especially Penelope society, may try to make us camouflage, having to give up our traditional or cultural clothes, food, language, and heritage because of the racism placed on our homelands, concealing our true identity. I also watched this TED Talk hosted by Karith Foster called The Art of Defying Stereotypes. Karith Foster talks about celebrating our individuality and to not listen to what society tells us what we should be. She is a motivational speaker and she has many books and talks in front of crowds about preserving individuality. She uses her own experiences with facing racism as an example to um, explain how she has overcome these issues. She says that we can either listen to society and be perfect, like how society wants us to be, or we can live our lives our own and do it happily. She wants to bring more confidence to people and become more understanding. And the tone of this TED Talk made me create an immediate connection to the book Hidden Figures. In Hidden Figures, it shows that anything can be done regardless of race or gender. You just have to stay true to yourself, stay true to your individuality. And um, this book shows that we have to accept ourselves. We can't focus on trying to be something we're not. Um, and we can't make our gender or race an excuse to give up. We just have to preserve our individuality while looking beyond our race and gender to reach our goals. In both of the Penelope and Hidden Figures, it explains that the solution to defying the negative beliefs that society may hold above us is to remember that we are living our own life, not their life. We have to remember that society's expectations aren't worth our time and that we have to focus on our own lives. In times where help may not be available or in times where it may seem hopeless, we can't just give up and conform to society's expectations, but instead 
find ways to express ourselves, whether that means talking to trusted family members, friends, or sharing our stories on social media. We have to remember that we are all different, which is why we fit in. Preserving our individuality will give us bravery to advocate for social change in many topics. We have to express our individuality and celebrate it because it makes those who feel as though they have to conceal with society be proud of who they are. In my book, Hidden Figures, it shows that if we are able to preserve our individuality, then we can reach greatness. We can reach any goal that we desire because we won't be putting society's expectations over our heads that will only slow us down. In the Penelope Society, preserving individuality is almost impossible, and it further goes into detail of all the bad things that could happen if we don't stay true to ourselves. Hidden Figure shows us the outcome of preserving our individuality, while the Penelope shows us the effects of not preserving our individuality. In the end, both books, articles, and TED Talks show that preserving our individuality holds great value and power and it will help us prioritize the important things in living a happy and stress-free life. In the book Wrinkle in Time, Meg Murray is a girl with incredible math abilities, something her father had taught her very well before his disappearance. Although she is a very intelligent young girl, she is very self-critical of everything she does. Both her parents are extremely smart, Yet her struggle with her image as a smart, somewhat nerdy girl worsened when her father went missing. Girls at her school began to bully her for her father's aspirations to make advancements in science. At school, Meg always feels out of place. She thinks her appearance does not meet the standards of what it should for a girl her age, and feels that everyone outside of her family doesn't love her. Throughout the story, Meg struggles to accept the love for herself, for who she considers unattractive due to her nerd-alike appearance and clumsy nature. Meg journeys through the universe searching for her father, but she also finds herself. In the end, she must fight off her alternate self, one who she has dreamt up with the perfect face and body, a person who valued her looks rather than her intelligence. Meg develops self-confidence as the story progresses. She comes to the realization that she doesn't need to look like the girls at her school to be considered pretty, or that meeting the standards of the popular crowd was pointless. Meg's main struggle is the challenge to embrace her intelligence. She learns that her differences are solely weapons in her own fight against the dark thing and the key to help save her father. If you choose to give in to the pressure of others and change yourself to impress or fit in, you aren't yourself. Confining to social norms or standards is not a requirement, however being yourself should be. You will never be truly happy if you are hiding behind the fake identity of someone you are not. Why would you choose to feel trapped rather than express who you are? Society tries to group people together and make them one, but no two people are the same. Twins Abby and Emma, who were just in high school, spoke up on TEDx's stage about how it felt to be confined to a single soul, one person, and one identity. They said that even though they share the same face and some similar interests, they are not the same. Society doesn't always stop and look at what makes you, you. Sometimes you are just put straight into a category. However, breaking free from that category is crucial. Don't let people tell you who you are, because only you can control your life. So don't let anyone stop you. Preserving individuality is crucial in this world full of judgment. There will always be a person that has got something to say about what you do, 
Whether they're people you know, people you love, people you hate, or people you've never even met. They are so quick to tell you what to do, what to think, how to live your life, but none of the people who tell you these things know what's best for you. How can you be yourself if you are always listening or confining to another person's opinions or requests? You can't. It's impossible. The only way you can separate yourself from the next person is to do what you love or what you want, rather than what somebody else does. In the second book I read, Tuesdays with Maury, Maury Schwartz, a sociology professor at Brandeis University, suffers from Lou Gehrig's disease, also known as ALS. The disease debilitates Maury and slowly begins to paralyze him. Rather than mourn his diagnosis, Maury chooses to live life as normal, sharing his wisdom on the meaning of life and how to accept death and aging. Maury took a different approach to cope with his terminal illness. Death is a topic that scares most people because of the uncertainty. However, Maury stated, Do not be sad because I'm going to die, Mitch. Death ends a life, but not a relationship. After a childhood in which affection was absent, Maury thrives off of a physical connection and contact. Society has put a stereotypical expectation of masculinity for men that it was weird for them to cry. Men are supposed to be strong and put together. However, Maury pays no mind to what society thinks of him. He shares his emotions even with those he has never met and rejects the popular cultural norms. Mitch finds it very weird that he is so sensitive for Mitch never cries because he thinks it'll make him weak. Maury has tried to get Mitch to cry since his college days. He wanted to so show Mitch that he shouldn't have to bottle up his emotions to fit in with what everybody thinks is normal. Call Me By Your Name is a story written by Andre Osterman, and it is about a boy named Elio who spends his days in the summer at his family's villa in Italy. And every summer, his family would invite a student from the States to work as an intern for Elio's father. That summer, it so happened to be Oliver, who's a doctoral student. And Elio developed an attraction for Oliver and was very overwhelmed with desire and eventually acted out on his feelings towards Oliver. But Oliver hesitated at first to give into his attraction to Elio because he was so worried about what everyone else would have thought of him being with another man and that he was doing the wrong thing. Oliver was scared of what society would have thought of him and he prevented himself from being who he really wanted to be as an individual. He couldn't fully bring himself to, to accept his identity, which was a problem because he it prevented him from being who he wanted to be as an individual. Like I said, but yeah. Find Me is a story written by Andre Osman, the same author that wrote Calling By Your Name. And it is about Samuel, who's actually Elliot's father in the book who has been divorced from his ex-wife and has given up on love due to his age. He closes himself off, and that ultimately prevents him from finding someone that will love him back, until one day on a train ride to Rome, he meets a younger woman named Miranda, and through her he realizes that he shouldn't worry so much about someone not loving him back, because it prevents him from loving freely. Samuel and Miranda hit it off and develop a deep connection, and through that, Samuel concludes that although they may have met in the wrong time in their lives, love is everywhere and that he shouldn't stop himself from loving who he wants and loving and abashed. I feel like with Calling By Your Name, Oliver never really got the chance to be who he really wanted to be because he let society he let, he let society get to him and plant this image 
or not this image, but plant this idea that men can't get with other men or men or people just shouldn't love the same gender. And I think that prevented him from being who he really wanted to be and prevented him from accepting his sexuality and from loving Elio to the fullest. And I hope down the line, he is in a better place, loving who he wants and not letting others dictate and narrate his beliefs. So I, I, I would check this book out. I think it was a really touching and moving book and you can take a lot from it. So to anyone interested, I'd, I had to check it out. With Find Me, I feel like Samuel was able to get over his initial doubt that no one would love him back because of his age and that at a certain point in your life, you can't find love anymore because you hit a certain age. No, I don't really think that's true because uh, thanks to Miranda, he was able to start, he was able to learn a lot about himself and that he shouldn't let this idea that, you know, at a certain point in your life, you, you're, you're just too old. He was able to find he was able to find love and was able to build a really strong relationship with Miranda and love freely. So yeah, I'm I'm happy for him. When you don't preserve your individuality and you let these you let society and these institutional forces kind of dictate and narrate who you are as a person, what like what you shouldn't like, what you should believe in, what you shouldn't, it's just kinda of like it's not you. You're not doing what you love. You're not believing what you want. It's like you're just letting these people tell you, like, this is this is what this is what you should like. This is what you shouldn't like. This is okay. This is not okay. It's not good. I feel like it doesn't do anyone any good because you're not doing what you want. You're not believing what you want. It just it's not you. And at the end of the day, our individuality is what shapes us into the person that we are. And it's what makes us different from everyone else. So that's why it's important to preserve our individuality. At the Santa Clara University. Claire Andre and Manuel Velasquez did an article on the Good Society, and they're talking about how, you know, a lot of our lives are shaped by institutional forces, and in order to preserve our individuality, we need to take a closer look at what shapes us into the people that we are, and we need to learn how to pay attention to ways in which we are dependent on, because it's these institutions that shape our lives, so it's important to acknowledge them. It's critical so that we can be the best version of ourselves. I was watching a TED talk where Wendy Fan was talking and she was making some really valid points about individuality and what it means to preserve it, why it's important, importance, sorry. And she was saying that it's important to always believe in your faith because it's what separates us from everyone else. Our individuality is what makes us different from everyone else. Wendy says that, you know, although we're human, we'll make mistakes that shouldn't discourage us from being who we want to be because you can learn from those mistakes. It doesn't matter what everyone else believes in and what they think of you, you matter. What you believe in matters. That's what really matters. Society is always changing, it's constantly changing and it may not always be as accepting as we'd like it to be. So that's why it's important to stay true to ourselves and to keep believing in our faith and to never give up because there's only two kinds of people in this world. There's yourself and there's everyone else. And our individuality is what makes us stand out. It's what makes us different. It's what makes us unique from everyone else. So that's why it's important to stay true to ourselves. So in the end, I think the better question we should be asking ourselves is, who are we living our life for? Ourselves or society?
And that brings us an end to this episode of Individuality Hotline. I hope that you found this episode helpful and enjoyable. Please come back for more.